same problem here. Oh, Can you hear oh hello. Hello. There you go. Hey, there, we go. there we go. I'm Steve Joel, a Warhammer 40k nerd and radio host from New Zealand. In this series of podcasts, we meet the people who've changed the way we play or paint or read or consume 40k. Whatever it is you do in the hobby, I want you to meet the Game Changers. I have no idea what's going on. Like, I've never got this before, but I think, I think we've got it working. Yeah, I think we've, we've, uh, we've we managed to get there. All right, rock and roll. Thanks, man. I appreciate you mucking around trying to uh, get it sorted. No worries, mate. Of course. This is episode 11, in which we're going to meet a self-confessed fanboy of 40K, who's often accused of being a fanboy of 40K. We'll talk about that and what it's like to not do battle reports when everyone else is. So we'll just, uh, what I'm going to do is just spend the next 40 minutes yarning about you. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm something interesting, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, we'll do our best. <laughs> um, now, before we start, though, I don't know if I, like in the chat, I don't know if, if I call you Valrak or if you've got... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Valrak is fine. My, my, my real name's Sam, but if you want right. to call me Valrak. This podcast is supported by the Frontline Gaming Network. Tickets for the Atlantic City Open are on sale right now. This is going to be huge, by the way. If you haven't already got your ticket, you'd better hurry. With safety guidelines and restrictions, the limited number will sell fast. Go to store.frontlinegaming.org or just follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Good luck. Get your tickets. Okay, time to meet a chapter master. He's been producing a variety of PC, lore, model release and rumours videos for nearly eight years on YouTube and has amassed more than 130,000 subscribers and over 14,000 Twitter followers. He's held in the highest regard by some of the world's most popular content creators. His most popular video on the channel has over a million views and I think I'm going to have to buy one of the T-shirts for sale on the channel as well. Chapter Master Valrak, how are you sir? Thanks for joining us. That was an amazing introduction. I think that's like the best introduction I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank no, you very much. I think I should set up a business where I just walk around in front of people and introduce them. Like, you know, yeah. like at a McDonald's really? or somewhere. Just here he is. You really hyped me up now. I think I could take on the world. <laughs> that's it. Walk um, up my feet. Uh, I've, 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 I mentioned the T-shirt. Um, I had a look at the, uh, uh, you know, the, the swag that you've got yeah. available on the YouTube channel at Space Wolves. Actually, they're all very cool, but I play Space Wolves. So, ah, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, that yeah. Looks... Well, that, that that was the idea of some of my um, my uh, subscribers. They're like, do some T-shirts, and I was like, what T-shirts do you want? They went, well, we like Space Wolves. We like Black Templars. I say, okay, then yeah. I'll ask an artist, and we'll just mock them up. That so, yeah. Templars were my first army. That Templar T-shirt looks amazing too. Like the, I don't know oh, how yeah. you did the designs, but they're really great. Um, yeah, so yeah, a close friend of mine. Yeah, he's a he's a great artist. Yeah, really. So listen, let's let's talk about you. Let's go back to uh, July the fifteenth, two thousand and thirteen. The first video goes up on YouTube. It's you and some guys playing Exterminatus. Yeah. Oh, that's going back. Yeah. That 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 like the whole reason I started this YouTube channel was actually not for the purposes of like Varak. It was called the Gillamortis. It was um, a clan channel. Like we made a guild. And it was called the Gillamortis. Um, it's basically Latin for Death Watch. I don't know. We we're just trying to be 
cool guys and stuff. So um, yeah. we made that, and uh, we just wanted to go around and play 40k games. And I was like, do you know what? I'll film it and put it on YouTube and see if anyone wants to get any views. And it just went on from there, really. Yeah, yeah. so that was, uh, you know, seven years ago. You you put that – you, I think that actually the very first video is the – the intro to the channel, but yeah, then the, then you do the video with Exterminatus, and you've got some other stuff going on there, um, and you know you're getting a you're getting a, a handful of views for each one, so it really mm. was at that time uh, more of a passion project or just a hobby thing. I, did you imagine that it would grow into something like it has? Uh, it, it, it like my, my like my YouTube channel is is like I don't I don't do this for a main job. This is this is all passion for me. Like right. um, I'm very lucky enough to own my own business, so that is the first and foremost thing. It's like because I own my own business, I have a lot of time to do stuff like YouTube. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I started it and we started to put videos up there, I was just it was, it was just messing around really. Like <laughs> if you watch some of the first videos, it was just a bunch of friends getting together and playing some video games and. As you mentioned, there wasn't really a lot of views, and it was. It, it, I think it kind of took off around a game called Eternal Crusade, because again, it was just around, just messing around, and then it turned into more of like information videos, like which is the best loadouts for this game, and then um, you know patch updates, like what's changed in the game and stuff, and that got a, a lot of attention. Then, and I think it just it just went on from there, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, mm -hmm. just sideline here, um, Adrian Prado's artwork. That you use as oh, your yeah. banner, that's amazing, isn't it? He's done such yeah, a good yeah. job. Yeah, oh yeah, he's fantastic. He's actually working on um, a piece for me at the moment. Um, uh, if you obviously you've looked at my channel, like the last wall, that's like my that's like my hobby project. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing a massive, huge last wall art piece that's going to have like a number of chapters from like the Sons of Dawn and stuff. And I'm going to put it on my my back wall. He's a he's a really close friend of mine as well, but he's he's an absolutely fantastic artist. Like some of yeah. the stuff he's made for 40k. Is mind blowing. I feel like if someone, if anyone did artwork like that that represented me in that way, it would be like, <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. And that's yeah. like that's what it's all about, and what we do in, in the hobby, and and also the, in what you're you know presenting, it's because it's cool. Yeah. We we like the game because the figures are cool and the games yeah. are cool. It's just all about cool, right? That that's it. That, that I, I always say to people, it's all about the rule of cool. Like when yeah. you build your armies, just build them the way you want to build them, because at the end of the day. 99% of the time, it's you that's going to be looking at them. So you just want to make something that's cool for you. And yeah, yeah. Now this is what I'm doing a part of my hobby project and just making it and cool for me. I'm 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 a um, a player that likes to go to tournaments. I like to compete. Um, but it, the mm. first piece of advice the G Dub staff gave me here in our local store was: look, by the time you catch up to what's meta with the prices we yeah. pay in New Zealand, by the time you uh, catch up to what's meta, it won't be meta anymore. So you go with what's yeah. cool, what you like. Armies will come in and out of fashion, and it's it's really got to be about what you what yeah. you value the most, right? Yeah, that's it, that's it, yeah. definitely. And then you did you had a podcast as well, right? So you did, uh, which which also features in the early days on your YouTube channel, you started this podcast. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah, that was I get, that that was more aimed at this that game Eternal Crusade when that was coming out like in development. So uh, me and a couple of friends um, from the clan just like, hey, should we just talk about it and like our hopes and wishes for the game, and then that turned into more talk about the lore and everything. And yeah, again, that was it's just it's just a bunch of guys sitting down really just talking what they love about 40k. And, uh, so yeah, I enjoyed that. You you got into the the whole thing because of a passion for PC gaming. And obviously, yeah. you play tabletop 40k, but 
Did that come later? Mm. Was it PC first, then tabletop, or all about the same time? Um, I've always been, like, like my initial introduction to 40K was the models, but I didn't know it was Warhammer. Like, I was always very passionate about building models. Like, I used to build, like, Lancaster bombers and Spitfires, and so my family used to buy me those type of models. And then one day, my uncle, for my birthday, I think it was around 10 or 11, he bought me an orc box set from Games Workshop. Now, I didn't know what the orcs were or anything. I just thought, oh, these, these cool, cool little monsters and they yeah. got trucks and bikes and stuff so I put them all together and then my a friend of mine came around and he was like wow these are amazing so he went back to his mum and he said hey um can you go and get me a box of these so she went to games workshop I like I didn't even know games workshop resisted so she went to the shop in the town and she brought him space marines so when I went around to his house I was like oh my god they come in humans and like marines and stuff. So then I got my mum to go out and <laughs> to get the space marines. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. It was like, I, I, I kind of fell off building the models through high school, but I always stuck with the law because the law has always been a, a huge thing for me. But um, I really more or less got back into like tabletop, like proper building armies and everything like that um, at the start of 8th edition. Like I started at the at the end of 7th, but all, with all the rumors coming out, right, 8th edition. Yeah was on the horizon. I was like, well, there's no point in me really building an army until I know what they're going to do for the next edition. So I just left it. And then I think it was like a month later, they did announce 8th edition. And ever since 8th edition, I've just been building, painting, and collecting. You you obviously study the law and, and you've been a part of it for a while. For me, I only really was introduced to the game late 7th edition. So I came, okay. I came into the piece really late. And I want right. to say when 8th came in, I feel like mm. the level of excitement and the the way it was handled was amazing. Everybody just and it also the numbers jumped. They, 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 yeah, it was it was a massive. Like I, I remember, like everyone who I knew who was into Warhammer, they didn't really collect it. They played the video games like Dawn of War and everything. But once Eight Edition came out, every last person I knew went out and bought that Dark Imperium starter set, and they yeah. started to throw dice again. So that really told me, wow, this is, you know, this is this this is a start of something big and as we can see now it's it's grown massively over it, these past two editions yeah it's it's really incredible I, I wonder if and i'd probably have to ask somebody who's been playing every edition but i just i wonder if the hype around eighth and the way they handled it so well has actually mm. ever been done before because i feel like ninth there's a lot of excitement yeah. from a lot of people but maybe there was some stumbling through ninth and COVID hasn't helped obviously but yeah, I, I, I think as well, like, as you just mentioned, like, the way they did it, because from the previous editions of Warhammer and the way they interacted with social media wasn't really there, but with 8th edition, it was like a new type of marketing tactic. Mm. Like, we were actually speaking to people who were a part of Games Workshop. Like, I still speak to people now who are part of Games Workshop on Twitter, Facebook, and I didn't really have that before uh, or anything like that. So I think that whole type of media they brought into it really excelled that addition into the limelight and it, it worked because so many people jumped on. And yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, so I look back to you and your your journey through this whole thing. Uh, the first few videos have used in the early hundreds and then boom, four years ago, you upload a video called Imperial Navy Plans Cinematic and it goes nuts. Like, yeah. Like, that, what happened? It, it was like, it, that, that was like a, an introduction to like a, a game I was playing at the time and then people were just like, this is amazing. And then from that, it was more or less, I just started to play that game. And then 
things attached to that, and like speaking about the law around that situation. And I, I was noticing that the, those type of videos, people were watching it more. It was getting more attraction. So I was like, okay, maybe this is the direction to go in. Like I, I was always wanted to play um, video games. I still do play video games, like when I stream and everything like that. But mm. it seems that the, the people more or less wanted me to talk more than rather play video games. Right. So that's like where most of my content has um, evolved into now is more me talking rather than playing stuff. The numbers on on each video, the number of views. Are you the kind of person that that matters to? Or do you do you kind of keep track of that, what's working and what's not, and, and mould the content accordingly, or are you just like, whatever? No, I I, I say this all the time. Like uh, I don't, I, I really don't care if my video gets a hundred views or a or a hundred thousand views. What I care about is the engagement with people. Um, this is why I've like the content I do now is more. Uh, on the engagement front, because I, I love talking Warhammer. So if I can talk to a broader audience about Warhammer, then that's something I'll try and make my content for. That's, all, that's why when I do my live streams and stuff, um, it's always just me sat in front of a webcam, just just chillaxing and just talking 40K, because that's the, the, cause that's the thing I, I just love the most. I just love talking to other Warhammer fans, and then we all just you know start theorizing, what if they do this, then they do that and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. That's it. Um, and uh, interesting because the very next question I have to ask is about engagement. Okay. When when I'm looking at uh, your channel compared to other channels with similar subscriber mm. numbers, the mm. engagement is massive. Like the number of comments that you get on every video, just backwards and forwards, it, it's incredible. Why do you think that is? Uh, it's kind of a hard question. Um, I I think I like I. Like I don't do this like to like knock other channels down or anything, but I, I actually like to engage in the people in the comment sections. Right. Like some some of the YouTube channels you'll find is that they don't really reply back to comments. Where I enjoy doing that, I actually re- enjoy replying back to comments and questioning people and you know yeah. answering people. And not only just on YouTube, like I literally get between a hundred to two hundred messages like over the twenty four hours and. I'm I'm doing my best to try and answer as many people as I can, just to you know to give them help, feedback and stuff. Because it's just like you know new people coming into the hobby. Hey, what's the best army for me to play if I want to, you know, if I like shooting? And then I give them advice and stuff. And, Imperial fist. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it. It's just sons of dawn, sons of dawn, sons, sons of dawn. Every of dawn. every every question related to what army? The answer is Imperial fist. <laughs> if it's each you. Each successor chapter. I have, a, I have a tick list for each successor chapter, <laughs> which fits people. Right. Which shooting yeah. Imperial fists? Combat. Black Templars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Um, right, so you, so it's about engagement. Actually, interestingly, uh, mm. someone else who's who's done quite well, who has a similar attitude, is Lawrence at Tabletop Tactics. He's really That's great cool. at answering emails, even though both of you are swamped with messages. It's very often yeah. about just making sure that people feel important, making sure that people feel that uh, they're appreciated. You know, they've gone to the trouble of subscribing and contacting. It's kind of nice to yeah. reach out. Yeah. Uh, like, like, the, like the the way I vision it is, how would I like to be treated if I was asking someone from a big channel, like a question? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if I, I look at it, if, you know, if if they're taking the time out of their day to to uh, ask me something, then at least I can do is take a little bit of time out of my day to reply and yeah. help them out if I can. Yeah. Um, now you've already mentioned you've got a you've got a business you've got other things you do you have a day job this is a, a passion project a hobby mm. uh, and like if this is 
if you don't want to go down this road, just tell me and we won't. But it, does it bring money, like enough money to pay the bills or pay for the channel? Do you at least get something back out of it financially? Yeah. Basically, the YouTube channel pays for my modeling. Like it, right. not like not like you know, not not like walking down the catwalk, but all my <laughs> models and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like um, I'm very thankful. Like I have um, I have some great you know subscribers and members of the channel, and um, through their support, I was I had to just managed to buy a Stormbird. Like that was my um, my 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 hobby goal. To be fair, like that that is something I've always wanted to have from like since I set my eyes in it and yeah. with their support I was thankful to um to receive that so yeah massive shout out to all my subs because making my dreams come true yeah so, yeah, yeah and it, it must be real nice to be one of those people that like we see tabletop titans or whoever else you know they 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 get the the books or whatever in advance and they get to talk about them and they get to preview and they get to do all this stuff on behalf of the fans but it's it must be nice to have that kind of you know, to have that sway, if you like, or to have that um, support from GW at the other end. Yeah, well, I, I actually don't, get, I don't, I, I don't get that. GW have no contact with me at all. Um, what? I, I, I know a lot of people think <laughs> there's a bit of a conspiracy theory. People think I actually work for Games Workshop, and I'm like a secret alfarious person, <laughs> like dug in, and like this is a this is this is like a broader marketing scheme because I'm so. Um, how do I like? I'm I, like I'm such a fanboy of you know GW products and stuff like right. that. Uh, but yeah, they, they they don't contact me. At the, they they they've never sent me a message or anything. Um, I think it's down to mostly because if something leaks online, I will talk about that leak, and I think maybe they they don't like that kind right. of content. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but but I'm not the guy leaking it. I'm just talking about the leak. Yeah, but they also want to make sure online. that if they send you stuff, you're not going to go straight on. Yeah. Well, feel- well. The, the thing is, is that I, I I have signed a lot of NDAs. Like as I was saying, I, I play a lot of video games, and a lot of 40k companies who make video games. Um, I'm like I've signed a, a lot of NDAs, and if if I sign an NDA, then I won't break it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel it's like also things. if you were Alfarious, you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a lot cleverer about, you know, not just always being positive. Yeah. And that's, yeah. so this is a thing that comes up from time to time on Reddit or Twitter as well. I was going to go down this road a little later on, but you've mentioned it, so we'll do it. Um, is this is this being a fanboy, being positive? I've had this kind of thing thrown back at me as well uh, mm. because, you know, I love this hobby and I want to celebrate it. And this is why I do this podcast and, and yeah. you know, it's why I play the game because I because I enjoy. But it, but is there? Do you think it's a first of all? Do you think it's fair a fair um, representation of you that you are a fanboy? And secondly, is that necessarily a bad thing? Um, I'm definitely a fanboy, and I don't see that as a bad thing. See, I, I think a lot of people muddy the water. I think people see it because you're a fanboy. It means you'll stick up for the company no matter what, and I think that's a wrong perception. Like just because GW lease release a bunch of space marines and i lose my mind over it doesn't mean then i won't question them on the prices for certain models it's it's like if you go back on my channel like some of my latest videos i've been there really questioning like the prime nexus box set and some of the other stuff that they've been releasing lately like in terms of pricing which i personally don't believe with it doesn't mean that it's not a fantastic model or like a fantastic set but you know it I, I, I think a lot of people muddy the muddy the water where just because you're a fanboy it means you, you have to love GW with everything they do. But it's not. I just 
I love models. I, yeah. I'm I'm mad about models. So when GW released those little plastic guys, I lose my mind. Yeah. Well, they're cool. Mm. I mean, they and and it's 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 better and better. If you look at the old metal and then the resin and then now what and then early mm. plastic and what they're able to do now is it's extraordinary, isn't it? The level of detail and just yeah, how cool they are. It's absolutely fantastic, and um, this is one of the things I'm really looking forward to because I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of Warhammer Fantasy. I'm a bigger fan of 40k. Um, but fantasy now, I'm thinking to myself, because uh, when I look at AOS, like the the AOS game, it doesn't really interest me that much. But I think the models are some of the best models I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. So when so when I place a the like that fantasy type of setting and like what they can do with those type of like you know archers and you know spearmen and stuff, and I think if they bring that to the old world, uh, like what can they make? Because I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm a very, very similar in that uh, when I go into the local store, my friend Nathan, who runs the store, is, is a very big AOS player. He's always trying to get me over to that side, to the dark side. But I, I'm a 40K fan and I love it. And also my brain isn't big enough to cope with too many sets of rules. So, um, yeah. But the yeah, models, the true. AOS models are ex- just they're amazing. They're amazing, amazing. Yeah. Probably some of the best fantasy models I've ever seen on a tabletop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. So I'm, I'm really looking for ways uh, to steal some and use them as proxies in my Tyranid army. There's got to be a way. <laughs> There's got to be a way to fit yeah. some of them in. Um, and you now, have you ever flirted with, uh, other than your first orc box, have you ever flirted with the with Xenos armies or are you just all the way Space Marines the whole time? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less a full-on 100% Imperial player. Mm. But, um, well, I say, I say, but... Uh, I'm a huge World Eater fan as well. Like with the law of the World Eaters, um, I felt like their fall to chaos was very tragic. So I am waiting for. I don't know when this will happen, but I am waiting for Games Workshop to release new Berserkers for huh. 40k. And I think I think when they do do that, if they ever do that, then um, yeah, I'll definitely throw my ore in with some of the ruinous powers and make some. Um, um, I, well, I say bad guys, everyone's bad in 40k. I'll just throw my <laughs> orange with some world ears. It's yeah, funny how often the, the question very often comes up if various <laughs> different Facebook groups, right? Particularly Tao and I don't want to know, every, everywhere. Are these the good guys? Which are the good guys? And the answer is yeah. always there are no good guys in this yeah. universe. That's it. We're all as bad as each other. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first got into making videos on YouTube, who did you look to for inspiration? Oh, that's that's a good one. Um, there was a channel way back I used to watch religiously, and um, the the chat was called Templar Crusade Zero One. And I don't know if you're aware of him or anything. No. Um, he actually he's actually stopped making videos. I I, I still speak to him. Um, he's uh, I actually met him at some Warhammer event, and it was like oh, it's like you know like meeting someone like you've you've yeah. watched all your life. It's like this is amazing. Um, but he was a massive uh, Black Templar fan, and when the Horus Heresy was just dying, do you remember like when Angron was released and that the whole hype about the Horus Heresy was actually happening? Yeah. Just before that, him and like the group of people that he had as friends were actually making their own Horus Heresy stuff. Like they were getting like all like the Mark II Marines, and they were doing like the Siege of Terror, and he was doing like vlogs, like you know how to paint Imperial fists, and he was like making dawns um aircraft and everything like that and I, w- I was just blown away i was like if if i could ever have something like this then i'd call it a success because it's it's just amazing and he engaged with his fans as well that's that's what i really loved like he actually really really engaged with his 
um, with his fan base, and that's where I really took um, a note out of that because he was he was fantastic at doing it. It's interesting, isn't it, when you meet someone at uh, a 40k event that you that you're familiar with. I rem- I, yeah. I actually met Lawrence in London, and I was just, <laughs> was just like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it was so like we went out and had dinner. I like mm. London's a long way away for me. So yeah. I, I made quite a big deal of going there and sort of got in touch with him. And we, we ended up going out for a, a couple of drinks and some dinner. But for me to, to see him in that environment, like it's he's a celebrity to me. You are a celebrity to people who follow your channel. Um, and if yeah, you do, it, it, yeah. it's funny if you for me, if you go to a 40K event, you see someone, you're like, wow, that's Nick Nanavati or whoever. Mm. And you're like, that guy's a celebrity. But then out in the real world, <laughs> the people I know <laughs> in my day to day life, no idea who that is. Get out the way, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's funny you yeah. can be so highly regarded. Like your chapter, Master Valrak, and, and yet with the people who deal with, who you deal with in your company, they don't, they yeah, don't they, necessarily they, know that. No. No, they have no idea that speaking to a chapter master. They're just like, that's just, <laughs> just an ordinary guy. Don't you know who <laughs> I am? <laughs> don't, they, don't they know I command a thousand Astartes? How dare they? <laughs> so on a, like on a more serious note, the, the world's been going through a, a thing the last 12 months. Mm. And has look, I'm not trying to make light of it, and I know that it hasn't really been good for anybody. Yeah. But for the channel... Has COVID been a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? Uh, I, I have to say, like, last year was probably the best my channel has ever performed. But I, I don't initially put that down to COVID. I, I kind of think it's just because the way my channel has been growing over the past year. Um, like, I've, I've never done like bat reps or anything like that. So yeah. that hasn't affected me or anything. Um, if anything, the content has slowed down on the channel because of GW's releases, because my channel has kind of evolved again into more of a, a kind of a news channel kind yeah. of thing where, where I'm involving people. And, of course, with GW slowing down productions and everything that's going on from um, uh, from COVID or Nurgle's Play, as I like to call it, then, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know, I haven't really been getting the articles or anything and, you know, Speaking to uh, speaking about it and you know doing theories about it or anything, that's why over the I'd probably say over the last well since the start of this year, I focused more just on doing more Space Marine content and what I mean by that like Space Marine lore and battles and stuff and just um, working on my last wall a little bit more and just trying to get more information out regards to stuff like that really. I do feel like a lot mm. of content creators around 40k have had to really sort of step back with the slowed production schedule and the fact there are no tournaments happening, mm. particularly the bat, bat rep guys, yeah. have had to sort of sit back and go, well, holy crap, what, am, what do I do now? You were in a, yeah. in a pretty solid spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Compared yeah. to a lot of others, right? But mm. it, it still has meant like it may be a subtle shift in the way you're doing things. Yeah, well, I, some of my closest friends do bat rep channels and they were like, oh, I just can't get anyone around. Just cannot get anyone around at all yeah. because, of course, you know, the all the... Like where where I am in the part of England, I'm in the northwest. I'm in Manchester, and uh, I think I've been locked down now for a year plus. Because even though some of the country was still open, my region was in tier three, which basically meant nearly like full on lockdown. And now we're in full on lockdown again. It's it's completely locked down. We can't do anything. Like I can't I can't even go down to like my local gaming store right. and throw some dice or anything like that because of the restrictions that were in place. So yeah, I haven't done anything. Like I, I, I think I've only had one game of ninth edition, and 
I won that, so yeah, undefeated. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the meme that's popped up now. Since you know, I, I haven't been playing anyone. I'm technically the undefeated champion of a ninth edition. Yeah, 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 A lot of people want my head for that, so yeah, <laughs> it should be fun. <laughs> I did a uh, I did a local charity boxing event a few years ago. Okay. And, and so yeah. and I and I won my my fight, and so and I retired. Oh, great. So yeah. I've had one fight, one win. And that's it. Yeah. I'm out now. I quit while you're ahead, right? So I, I often, yeah, that's it. A couple of weeks yeah. later, I was interviewing the New Zealand heavyweight boxing champion. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, my record's better than yours. <laughs> I'm sitting at 100% there, brother. <laughs> anyway, that's, I didn't say it to his amazing. face. It was over the phone. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Is there a thing with winters? Um, oh, how did this start now? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I couldn't this, find a beginning this, of it. This, uh, I, I actually, it, do you know what? It wasn't with Winters. It was with, um, do you know Luton09, the big lore channel on YouTube? He makes some, he, probably some of the best Warhammer content there is. I think he, he is the biggest 40k lore channel. And me and him are friends. Right. And he collects Ultramarines and I collect Imperial Fist. And there's always been a bit of tension, like, you know, Damn Ultramarines and Dab Imperial Fist. We save you from the Iron Cage. Yeah, but what about yeah, yeah. Calf and stuff? We always throw that back. So just one day out of just some fun of it, I just put up a video challenging him um, to a game. I, like one of my members like put my like my head over like call, uh, uh, what's he called Conor McGregor and stuff <laughs> like that. And it was it was kind of like one of those shout outs like Conor McGregor does, but it was just my voice and stuff. Yeah. And um, Winters saw that, and I think Winters then replied to me. Like, uh, Varak, I'll call you out. So then I re- replied back to Winters, and then someone challenged Winters, and then it turned into like this whole on 40k channels just challenging everyone. Yeah. And f- from the ashes of that kind of thing, it's turned into this um, SN um, No Retreat event, which was supposed to be happening in May, but of course, with, with the restrictions, um, we can't do it. So it's been pushed back to um, November this year. Again, if if restrictions allow us to do that. And there's a bunch of 40K tabletop channels going now uh, just because we all started calling each yeah. other out over YouTube, which was hilarious. What's interesting yeah, is I saw I saw this list. There's somebody on, I don't know, Reddit or somewhere, uh, maybe 14D Chan has put in like this all this list of content creators, 40K content creators. And there's uh, you and a whole bunch of others. Everybody's listed there. And then under Winters, it says, for some reason, it says he loathes uh, chapter Master Valrak. And then it doesn't say why. And so I've gone back through in, in researching for this chat, I've gone back through everything. And Winters mentions your name to me when we had our chat. He mentioned your name as part of that big catch up at SN Battle Report. Yeah. And there was no loathing. It seemed like he was perfectly fine. I, th- I think it is sometimes people don't understand that it's a joke and they may take it a bit too far like me and winners get on like we t- speak to each other on whatsapp like um almost daily right um so yeah we're we're, we're friends it's, so, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. a banter it's all it is it's just me saying i'm the undefeated champion and he's like all right i'll, I'll take it off you but you know i've said if i do beat him then i get to keep his hat so um that's <laughs> wow that's basically my trophy in my Ooh, room man. that's I, uh, I get to yeah uncrowning the king that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw a thing on Twitter where you posted something about undefeated, and then somebody chimed in, you know, defending Winters, and you had to say, "Look, it's all banded. Don't worry about it. We're yeah, everything's fine." Yeah, yeah. Some people do. Again, I think it's just the humor is lost on some people. I think sometimes the English humor, especially my humor, um, can be lost on a lot of people. 
But wow. um, yeah, it's all fun. If anyone listening, it's all fun. We're yeah. all best friends. Um, so collaborations are kind of the order of the day. You mentioned about all the calling out with um, uh, Hellstorm Wargaming and Winters and SN mm. and everyone else. Um, it's, it feels like there are there are collaborations happening all over the place. Have you got anything in store over the next little while with, with any of the other guys? Um, well, what I plan to do, um, I actually plan to film some tabletop content myself, but of course with yeah, COVID yeah. going on and stuff, like I've I've got like my table that I've semi-built, um, I've got some terrain that is all ready to go. Uh, I'm really just going to focus on like that on the narrative side of it because I like I love to tell stories. Um, so like when I come to my tabletop battles, it'll be you know it just won't be like these big games just like metalists and stuff mine's got to be like like the last stand of maybe like some crimson fist versus orcs and really cool things like that um but i have asked some people to come down like uh like winters yeah. um like mikey from hellstorm wargaming um when, when i do fly over to gibraltar hopefully again in november um i'm going to film a bat rep over with um pardo and the sn team and stuff so hopefully that'll work out as well now they haven't. Pardo and his team haven't featured uh, in 40k game changes yet, but isn't he a lovely guy, Stephen Pardo? He's just a fantastic. He's man. He, he's a fantastic. What, what, I think he's one of the, the one of the greatest people in the 40k community. Um, and I don't mean like to like you know to be nasty to anyone else. He's just no. you can talk to him about anything. He's so nice. He's great. Um, has a great attitude. Um, on 40k and uh, like where he wants to take take his channel and stuff like that. Like he, the the amount of work he puts, I actually feel sorry for him because I sit here and I talk about absolute trash, and I get like all the subs and the views, and he puts so much more effort in than me, <laughs> and he doesn't really get that kind of recognition. And I, I keep telling people, go subscribe, go follow him. This guy is amazing. Yeah. Like the content he produces, <clears throat> and fantastic. the 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 um not that this is this is supposed to be about you, but just one more thing. He's just the amount of work that goes into the terrain and the you know for when you oh, when you fantastic. go over and compete in Gibraltar, it's mm. it's amazing. The the standard of terrain is incredible. Yeah, well, he's um, he he's organised the event on this uh, like this like anchored yacht, like yeah. this decommissioned yacht, um, and it it looks fun. Like I I actually I I actually used to visit Gibraltar a lot because my family used to live there, but I haven't been in huh. like fifteen plus years. Um, so um, I'm really hoping to go back and just see what's changed and everything like that because I I, I do love the place. It's it's one of the greatest places I've ever been. You um you, we've talked about the uh, the amount of uh, engagement you get and the fact that you like to reply and you get a lot of messages. Mm. Uh, there are there are some knockers. I mean, you've got a lot of fans and a lot of supporters and a lot of people mm. who help you out. There are some some there is some negative out there too, though, right? And anyone who gets too big yeah. is always going to have the knockers. For want yeah, of a better way of putting it, do you ever do you bother with them? Do you try and re- reply? How do you handle that? It's, it, I think, I think this is just a life lesson I learned when I was, I was quite young. You know, not everyone's got to be your friend. Not everyone's yeah. got to get along with you. Not everyone's got to agree with you. And the thing is, it's, it's what, what I always say to people: I just have to agree, to, uh, agree to disagree. Um, of course, there's some of the abusive messages out there, but those people are not worth your time. I think, I think if you let people get on your nerves on the internet i think you it's it's one of those things people on the internet can be the greatest person in the world or they could be the most awful person in the world and right it's just it's just engaging the right people like i always stay positive and just engage in the positive people because at the end of the day that 
it, it gives you a positive outlook. I just I just ignore those people. Like if if they don't like me, that's okay. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. You can't <laughs> you can't day, please yeah. all of the people, right? And if you're yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're engaging with people who are just wanting to have a conversation or maybe challenging something you said from a factual standpoint yeah. or whatever, that's that's one thing. But oh but, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But people who just come out swinging. For no reason, then that's, oh, yeah. that's different. Yeah, again, that, that, those people are just not worth your time. I, I would also suggest that to people. Just ignore them. Just don't engage them because I think that really sets them off in a way. Like, oh, yeah. he's engaged, man. I'm going to engage back. I just, I just smile and wave and just carry on. It's funny, that's isn't it? it? If you if you ever make something, you, you're a content creator or you're a broadcaster or whatever it is, <laughs> if you bump into someone and they, they will never have any problem telling you that they don't watch what you do or listen to mm. what you do. I have this. I have this so often where the people will say, oh, "What do you do?" And I tell them I work on a radio station, and they say, oh, "I always listen to your opposition," and, and then name them. I'm like, no one ever does that. If you work at a bank, <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't come out and go, "Oh, I never go into your bank." Yeah, I've I've had it where like a guy's come up to me, my friend, like he said, my friend doesn't really like you. I said, well, you know, maybe one day your friend will wake up and he'll <laughs> he'll make the right decision. Yeah, and you know, I I, I actually banter off it. I I have a laugh of it. Like you know, it's. If if you if you come to me to try and like get me down, I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm 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 just gonna laugh it off. It's also not you know? what they mean. What they mean is my friend doesn't really like the content you produce or doesn't watch that, and that's fine. But yeah, then coming out great, and saying yeah. my friend doesn't like you, it's like, well, we've never met, man. So <laughs> what's going on? I think I, I think a lot of people um, take it a bit too serious. For example, like you said about Winters, like some people, oh yeah, Winters isn't like Varak. I, I think they just take it too serious in some ways and, and, they, and they just don't, like, they don't take a step back and look at what this is. It's little toy soldiers that we paint in our own little way to make them look awesome just to have a fun game with each other. That's, that yeah. is it. That's all it's supposed That's to it. be. Um, That's it, yeah. All right. Before we before we wind up, is there anything you want to uh, promote, talk about, anything that's coming up next that you want to uh, that you want to plug or tell us about? Um, I'm building a stormbird. Look out for that on the channel. That's <laughs> yeah. that's going to be like my big project. Yeah, going forward. Awesome. Can't wait to get that on the table. Well, we can't wait to yeah, see it all it. happen. Hey, listen. Thanks so much for your time. This has been a real fun chat, and I really appreciate it. No problem, mate. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. On. A big thank you to Sam, a.k.a. Chapter Master Valrak. Uh, you can check his YouTube channel. There's a link in our show notes or just Google it. And when you get a minute, have a look at all of the amazing stuff coming out around the Atlantic City Open. The venue is enormous and incredible. And tickets are on sale right now at Frontline Gaming. Next week, former world number one Jim Vessel on how he came up with that Plague Bearers list. It's a real scoop, a big secret. No one's heard it before. Until then, I'm Steve Joel, and this has been 40K Game Changers. Game Changers.